Hi there, I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. Today I'm speaking with Emirati entrepreneur Meta Alois. She talks about launching her healthy business, Maitha and Treats, after finding out about her own food intolerances and struggling with binge eating disorder and then healing from it, and launching her Treat Tribe, an online community interested in vegan eating and sustainable living. How did you end up making healthy treats? How did this happen? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, I'm a sweet tooth, honestly. My whole family, it's about, there's no such thing as having a meal without having something sweet. But when I say that, we don't revert to really, you know, sugary things like donuts and something that's just makes you feel a bit ill after. Um, But I have to say that there are many, there's actually two reasons why I started Healthy Treats. Um, because I had a number of food intolerances. So I was getting so frustrated. I've lived actually in six cities in seven years um, between the US and Europe. And of course, you know, in the US, I was in California and, you know, that's a haven of healthy and wholesome. So even in many of those places, I just felt like there was always something missing. If it was really healthy, it lacked taste or texture. If it was perceived as being healthy, actually it wasn't. So I've struggled with that for years. And honestly, being when you're frustrated with something, you're like, you know what, you got to do something. And you, if you're going to do it, you're gonna have to do it yourself. So I started experimenting. Um, I actually used to bake a lot when I was a little girl. I baked with my grandma. Um, my grandma is Mexican. Um, and um, she just would always sing in the kitchen. And you know, with all her little um, Mexican songs and I was just so fascinated with the way she would roll the ball the cookie dough balls and I was like I really like that 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 movement and so I would just sit there and just watch her and I guess having confidence from that I just started baking but when I was baking a lot of my ingredients were not very healthy so I wasn't really under, I was aware of that because I was 12 years old of course right. and um, but I realized you know when you when you start putting things together and wait I need a cup and a half of white sugar Wait, I need a cup of butter. There's only going to be eight cookies. That's a little concerning. And again, I do believe in balance. So I'm not trying to say that in the sense of to, to fear these types of ingredients, but it was just the awareness of how much of that goes into something so small. And I honestly was just going back and forth because I did my studies. I studied um, international business for my undergrad international management for my master's, took on some languages, but there was always that one thing inside that I never felt 100% satisfied. Probably why I've changed jobs a number of times because I just wasn't gonna come into it because I I didn't think it was intellectual enough. Mm. Another girl baking. And I thought there's just so much of that already. What am I gonna offer? And you just have to, you have to silence that voice. You know, you need to silence it and just say like, look, if this is something you really enjoy and it keeps recurring in your mind, just try it out. So the recipes I had in, you know, in the past that I was making, I was like, let me see how I can healthify this. How can I make it intolerant friendly? Can I add gluten-free oats? Can I add almond flour? Um, I'm highly intolerant to eggs. 
swag things. Why not? You know, so I started to experiment and it was just for me, honestly. And at work, when I would go to work and I was like, oh, okay, I didn't want to be the girl as well when I started this job of taking cook, you know, baked goods to, to her job. So I waited some time and then I remember taking them to work and you didn't even have to label many of my colleagues as being very health conscious, but they liked something sweet. So when I would hand it out, they were like, oh, that's actually really good. I'm like, no, you don't have to be that sweet. No, no, it's really good. So little by little, um, especially with this particular cookie that I had, which funnily enough is not even my bestseller now. And it was a confidence to start my business. And it's almost forgotten, which is a bit funny. Only my colleagues till this day are the ones who order it. No one else orders this cookie. What cookie is um, it? So it's a, it's a double chocolate chip cookie. And what people get, I think, a bit often is that there's actually dried apricots inside, but it's not for flavor. It's more for texture. You get a bit of that goo sense to it. So I think that when people read that, because obviously I have to be transparent with my ingredients in case of allergies. And I think they're like, "Um, actually, I, I, I don't want that. That has fruit. I don't eat fruit in my cookie. So I think that's probably one of the main reasons. But again, you never know. You start with something and then you end up creating other things. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's how I, I started. And then during the pandemic, of course we were working, but of course, just around everywhere in the world, no one knows what's happening. We're at home. And I started to just think, you know what, I'm just going to apply for my trade license. I applied for my trade license just to make it real. And I, I picked the name and little by little, I started doing more and more baking and I just thought, okay, I'm going to just do this. So open up an Instagram account. Nobody knew who I was. It's the pandemic will they accept anything from me during this time? And little by little, I just started to just, you know, I really wanted, I just didn't want to be another platform that just sells something. I really wanted to connect my audience. And that could sound a bit of cliche, but I really mean it. I want to know what they are thinking, you know, what they're feeling. It's not just about selling. How can I educate them? So I studied um, plant-based nutrition as well. So I was like, you know what, let's just put that in there as well. So I was studying for that, launching the business and, you know, just months and months, understanding people's needs, what they like. And within a month, I, I, uh, I had this feeling, I, I felt like I wasn't being true to myself because they knew Metha as a person who was selling treats and healthy treats, but do they understand the story? Do they understand the story that I did not have peace before, that I would never have allowed myself to make that many types of cookies because I didn't trust myself around food. Right. And that's when, that's when I, I, I just, I just got on the camera. I was actually writing notes and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to talk about my story. I want to talk a bit more. I know it's a bit deep. A lot of my friends didn't even know the story because I just didn't think I needed to share that. Right. And I basically wrote the script out and every time I would film myself, I just couldn't do it because you know, when you write something, it's so difficult to feel like you have to, um, you know, say it word by word. So I just threw my script away and I put the camera and for nine minutes, I just started talking and I've never done that in the past before. And I talked about my struggles, um, my struggles with binge eating disorder. Um, Not many people know the difference between overeating and binge eating. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you know the difference? I'm sure. I, I, I don't, I like off the top of my head, I would say one causes big problems in your life. One is an inconvenience. That's the only thing I would say. Yeah, that's, that's that's exactly correct. Yeah. So the difference. Okay. So everyone in the world overeats, Mm -hmm. that's natural. That's normal. You know, you go to your favorite restaurant or you're at a holiday gathering. You're like, Oh, I overate. I had way too much of this and this, but that's okay. Right. That's occasional. 
it's not something that you're going to be doing on a frequent basis. Binge eating is different because what ends up happening is you are a person who generally restricts themselves and have this constant notion of wanting to label things as being good and bad. So because you have that day in, day, day in and day out, you're just like, oh, no, no, I cannot have a piece of bread because that's bad. Or, oh, no, no, I can't have pasta. I can't have any, and even something healthy like a multigrain bread. No, it's, it's, it's completely off limits. So what happens in the brain is that because you keep saying no, 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 no. I mean, this is simple. It's a simple thing of, of looking into a child. When you keep saying no, 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 they're going to want it more. And regardless of what age we are, it still applies to us. And so what happens is, as that urge starts to build up in your, in your mind, you will want to use now use this word binge. So for example, say you started off your day very healthy, but you kept saying no to many things that you actually wanted to eat. And what ends up happening is that you overeat, you eat probably more than you would have ever eaten in the course of two to three hours. Okay. So for the, for the most part, it can be planned or unplanned, but it is, it is planned because you know that you've triggered yourself and you've, you've restricted yourself. You will, you will keep eating. It has nothing to do with whether you're hungry. Yeah. It has, and, and, and you feel shame. Yeah. You tend to feel shame while you're eating and you do it in hiding. You don't want to show people that you've eaten that much because you're thinking, I can't believe I just finished this box of cookies or box of muffins. And you will eat something even you don't even like something that you don't even enjoy, but it's as if you're punishing yourself. So you know, can I just say, Matha, yeah, I think I had this yeah. in my twenties because my journal filled with like yesterday I had four Snickers bars and I don't understand why, or a row of Ritz crackers with peanut butter. I always would say I ate a whole row of Ritz crackers and I feel yeah. so mad at myself. And then I would be like, I can't, yeah. I have to do this. Like just even that you're saying it, I knew that I ate for comfort, but I didn't know that it was like that. Is that like, sound like what yeah, it is? It's a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and again, and again, it depends. Did you feel, did you feel shame, you know, or yes. did you feel unhappy about yourself? Right. And, yeah. and, and, and would you have thought maybe, and sometimes it depends, right? Like I had it the worst when I was doing my master's because I was okay. so busy. It was a very intense course in London and I, um, I didn't have time to eat basically. And then everything in the cafeteria, this is very ironic, was unhealthy. So no way could okay. I eat this, but what, what did I do? I went home and I would binge eat. Yeah. So it just, it never, ha- it never makes sense. It no, doesn't okay. make any sense. Wow. And actually, um, the eating disorder was only recognized as an eating disorder back in 2013 okay. by the American Psychiatric Association. And this so, doesn't yeah. mean that you're purging necessarily. It just means no, that you're exactly. very upset. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. So that's a great point. So, I mean, example for, with belief, you know, when you're, if you're bulimic, it's very different because everything you eat, you just basically purge out. But with binge eating, you don't tend to do that. So you can imagine the feeling of just having that food constantly in you. And, and it just causes this. And, and what ends up happening is sometimes, and people gain weight, right? People think that if you have an eating disorder, you're going to be a skeleton. That is not true. Anyone, regardless of their shape, their age, they can have a binge eating disorder and you may not recognize it, you know, just from the get-go, as opposed to like anorexia, for example. So it is so much more common than you think. Mm-hmm. Um, it is more common than bulimia and anorexia combined together. Wow. And even more than breast cancer. So it affects so many people, but not, not many people know what it is. Yeah. I've had people reach out to me and say, I think I actually have this. Yeah. And, and, and so, yeah, I, I, I just talked about that journey and, and yeah, so that's like the definition of binge eating. 
you you it is so difficult to come out of it it is so difficult because you constantly have this food police in your head no no this is bad no no this is good and you don't know how to be relaxed with anything i remember baking brownies and then at three in the morning because no one was you know i had my roommates back in college i would eat the whole thing did i enjoy it no I felt completely sick. And I, I've never, I've also never been a person to be able, be able to purge. So I guess that was good because if I was, I probably would have, you know, it's, it's yeah. an ability that hopefully saved me. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, so, so I talked about that story and I just really wanted to talk about how what I'm doing right now is the perfect example of how I've recovered from binge eating, okay. how I have peace with binge eating. And more importantly, that we need to re-educate ourselves about what actually means for to be healthy, right? Because when I think of healthy, I think of balance. I think of sustainability. I don't think of, I need to go on the strict diet so I can be healthy. Because let's be honest, I mean, almost every diet we end up doing, it's just not going to work. It's not going to be sustainable. If you decide to commit to being healthy in the long run, where you know you 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 don't, you're inclusive of food groups that will work. But if you're not, it's, you're just, you're going to just basically be in this vicious cycle. When do you first remember doing this? Doing the binge eating. I want to say, um, so, so again, like if you think about your childhood, right. And what are the positive body images that you may have had or not have had? Um, I think that I've always been so conscious of my weight because I felt like, you know, I've, I've, from my, both sides of my family, um, they struggled with their weight a lot. And my actually, actually my grandma, uh, you know, God bless her. So actually passed away from being morbidly obese. So I've, I've been surrounded by that. So I kept telling myself, like, I cannot be this way. I cannot struggle, um, in my life. So I, I, since I was maybe like 14 or 15, I've always been conscious of my weight. I wasn't doing it probably the right way, but I think I was 20, 21 when the binge eating happened, I didn't know what it was, yeah. but it was back in, it was in university. You know, I was, a, I was somewhat alone. I had a roommate and I would see one of my roommates who would just eat and wouldn't gain weight. And we were pretty much the same size. And I was like, wait, how can she just eat and not gain weight? I mean, how is she eating a whole bag of, you know, chocolate covered almonds? I wouldn't let myself have more than three pieces, like literally small three pieces. And I thought, oh, I can do that. So I tried to get myself to eat more because I was like, oh, I'm not going to gain weight. So it should be fine. But then it, 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 it led to something more dangerous because at first I wasn't gaining weight and I was just eating and eating and eating. And then of course you were 21. it backfired. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I was 21 and I was active. So it backfired. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's what happened. But the, the funny thing is, you know, we talk about me sitting right now, this very moment of my ankle being elevated. And I'm going to be very honest with you. It's probably during the time that I had a binge eating disorder. Why? Because what do you do when you binge eat? You want to punish yourself. Some people will get in the gym and they will probably go for hours working out because I need to punish myself. Mm -hmm. And I did that. I get on a treadmill for an hour, an hour and a half to just, you know, to make myself feel better, but I wouldn't listen to my body's. And I am, I can't hundred percent say that's probably why I have this injury right yeah. now today. And being disconnected from your body as well, like injuring it and not being present. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what did you do? Did you reach out to someone? Like, how did you overcome this? 
Yeah. Um, okay. So there are so many different ways and, you know, my story might not be what someone else might have to do because I didn't seek professional help. And that's not to say that you shouldn't, if you feel like you need to, I feel like there's strength in everything you want to do, as long as you realize that this is something for you. But what happened to me was, um, as I was saying, it got really bad when I was studying my master's. And I remember just, I actually just called my mom and I was crying and I was like, mom, I have this problem. I, I can't control myself because everybody knew me as healthy Mesa. No one would have ever thought that I would be that person who would go in for the sugariest, most processed thing. And I would just eat it all. And they would never think that would be me because I hit it. So I told my mom, I was like, mom, I can't do this anymore. I need help. And she's like, are you okay? And she's like, you know, I can come to you because I was in London at the time. So like, no, no, no. But nothing really happened after, but I felt good that I talked to someone. I spoke to my mom and then time passed. And I was like, you know, I feel like I'm going to just tell my closest friends. I told my closest friends and they would, I think they picked up on it a little bit because they'd see me more. They're like, Oh, you know, we hope you're okay. And, but what can they do? So there wasn't really much happening, but then years later. So again, I was, I was still struggling, even though I opened up, nothing really happened. But years later, uh, maybe a year or two years later, that we, now back to 2017, um, I went to the doctor and my doctor said that I possibly may have a cancerous cell in my body, in my uterus. And I freaked out. I was like, Wait, what do you mean? And it's like, no, no, but don't worry. I don't think it's possible. I don't think you do, but we need to do a few checkups. So I panicked because I've always had issues with my period. And I thought like, oh, no, 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 this, is, this cannot be possible. But what I liked about my doctor is that my doctor said, listen, I just want you to focus on eating healthy. I just want you to, you know, drink, drink some celery juice, focus on things that are whole. And I know this sounds really silly, but even though I knew that, it just something clicked inside. And I thought, wait, I have the power to nourish my body. I have the power to use food as a healer rather as, you know, as, as something that, that pushed me away before of, of, of feeling comfortable with myself. And I, I don't know, I, I started to just, I, I guess what I had to do at first, so I, I, I decided to go on a meal plan. Okay. I went on a meal plan and I deliberately put my calories lower than, norm, than usual because I wanted to allow myself to eat other foods. Because again, I, I, I still had this issue with calories. So okay. I said, okay, put it to say like 1500. And then that gave me that sense of calmness that I can eat what I need to eat if I feel hungry. Because you know, when you're on a meal plan and you're on a diet, it feels really restrictive. Yeah. And it goes back to the binge eating vicious cycle. Yeah. So I started doing that for a few months, little by little. And at the same time, I wouldn't restrict myself from something that I normally did. I'd have a few slices of pizza, but I would eat it with some salad. I have some bread. Slowly, slowly started to introduce foods that I completely restricted myself in the past. And I would always combine it with something healthy to remind myself that you can have both. I didn't have to necessarily, you know, freak myself. I'm like, no, 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 I need to eat a salad because I had a pizza. It wasn't like that. Yeah. It was just showing my mind that you can have this next to this, that that's okay. And I had some cake. I would have a bit of cake. And it was, it was crazy because little by little, one of the, I guess, side effects was that I started to lose weight. And I was like, and I didn't even notice. Like, oh, you've lost weight. Like, what are you talking about? Because that wasn't the goal. Mm. I really wanted to just get healthy. 
And that just happened to be the side effect, you know, of, of, of this. So little by little, it started to just make more sense to me. And I never ever, and, and again, and, but this is months and months of work, right? Months and months of work, months of having conversations with myself, checking in with myself. Hey, Maitha, do you think you really need to eat all of that or have a, have a piece of cookie? Do you want more or do you actually not want more? Actually, I don't want more. Okay. So it's like self-talking with yeah. myself and just figuring out what's okay, what's not okay for myself. And since 2017, I have not binged. And what are we in 2021? Never had the urge. Right. Um, I never had the urge because I, I allowed myself to eat what I wanted to eat, but it goes into intuitive eating. People think intuitive eating means eating whatever you want, whenever you want. And that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely not true. Intuitive eating is, you know, eating food that you enjoy, but understanding your hunger cues, yeah. understanding your fullness cues as well. Yeah. And having peace. So I didn't even know what intuitive eating even meant, you know, a few years ago, I didn't know what it was. And so reading about everything, I know you're saying you shouldn't self-diagnose yourself on the internet, but that's how I, I realized I had binge eating disorder. I'm self-diagnosing myself by listening to you. Cause that's exactly <laughs> what I did. I read you someone know? said, eat 20%, you know, give yourself treats 10 or 20% of the time. And I started doing that. I started saying, okay, like I'm going to order something. I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm going to eat this and not. Yeah. Feel, and same. I started to notice I wasn't gaining weight and I wasn't, I mean, that was a long time ago, but yeah. So I'm diagnosed. I'm <laughs> no, but we like for anyone who's listening, you, you should see a professional, but you know, sometimes you can look at your own behavior and you, you can decide that you want to change it. And I guess the difference is if you, if you're not able to do that, and you're, you know, if you weren't able to do that, maybe it would have been time to see a professional. What do you think? Yes. A hundred percent. Definitely. You know, give yourself some time. If you, it depends on where you're at, you know, if you are so frustrated and you're like, I feel so helpless, don't be ashamed to do that. There is no shame in getting help. If anything, that's just that's courage. Yeah. And there are associations out here, you know, for sure. Um, I can't remember them top of my head, but I'm very much happy to share them with you. I'll, yes, yeah. please do. And yeah. I'll put them in the notes. Yeah. I'm wondering what you think. Do you notice the way other people talk about food? Do you notice that uh, it's got, what do you notice? Yeah. So honestly, um, you know, when, when I started Mason Treats and after that one month of releasing this video, I realized there were a lot of people who were reaching out to me. Like, I think I have this Wait, I'm, I'm struggling with this. And honestly, I was like, okay, you know what? Being in the health industry can be so hypocritical. Because we can have everything healthy, but we're going to make you feel bad for not wanting to eat something that isn't healthy. And I decided I did not want to be that person. I did not want to take part in that type of education or messaging. So I was like, you know what, from now, I feel like I have this responsibility. I will not use words like guilt-free. I will not make you say, you know what, you can have this because it's guilt-free. What, what, when, when did we start using these words? Why are we using these words? Yeah. Because that was one of the contributing factors that made me feel like good or bad about myself. And I didn't want to take part in that. Okay. So I, I, I feel like people still will say, Oh no, I, Oh, you know, how many calories does this have? Um, you know, I I'm, I'm on keto. Um, do you say, do you have any keto treats? And I would say, you know, I respectfully would like to say that we do not have keto treats because we do not support this lifestyle. Because, you know, the keto industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. I mean, there's keto everything these days. And, you know, people forget, again, like educate yourself before you start something. 
And no, no one does that when it comes to diets. Mm. We never question each other. If any of our friends say, you know what, I'm going to go on a diet. I want to lose five kg. Maybe I'm like, oh, okay. We will never be like, hey, are you okay? What's going on? We never do that. We accept everyone to put themselves in this vicious cycle. We don't, unless they've gone so skinny or so unhealthy physically, like, or like, you know, from a visual standpoint, you're like, hmm, are you okay? But before that, we don't ask those questions. So yeah. I, I try to combat that by saying that a number of times when people say like, oh, thank you so much. I, I feel like, I, you know, I don't have to feel guilt anymore. And I will actually respond to them. And I try to say in a very nice way, like, you know, please don't ever feel like you need to feel guilty about eating something. So I, I try to do it in a very humble way because I don't want to obviously undermine people's thoughts as well. Yeah. But if I can try to shift their mindset yeah. a little bit, that, that to me is enough. Because this is a big responsibility. You've got like a tree tribe. You've got thousands of people yes. that are, you're talking yeah. to. Have you ever, how do you hand it, handle that responsibility? Um, I handle it with trying to be as authentic as I can. And I try to to be real with them. Um, I, I actually really love it. I, I don't feel so much pressure right now. Maybe if I had hundreds and thousands, yeah. maybe. But at the moment, I just feel like they, they're my cheerleaders. Okay. Um, they, they help me. They, they basically reassure me as to like what I'm doing right now, because as an entrepreneur, you're going to have your ups and downs in general. So when you get that one message from, you know, my tree tribe, thanking me of how they feel because of what they're eating, I, I feel comfortable. And you're like, okay, well, you are talking about how you can eat anything. And now you saw healthy treats. Like what's, what's that all about? But it's really because I want to be inclusive of intolerances. I want to be inclusive of many people. And when you struggle, that's when you don't make judgments, you know, good judgments about yourself. So that's, that's, that's the reason why I have it. And yeah. I, I used to suffer from like, you know, having a sugar dose rush and all of these things and being discomfortable with um, my digestion and so on. So this helps. And that's why I have Nathan treats. How did you find out you had food intolerances? Right. So, okay. I'm going to say this and I don't, a lot of people think they have food intolerances yeah. and they okay, don't. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I don't want to offend many people here <laughs> and I don't know what this is, but of course there are intolerance tests a hundred percent, but there's a little bit of controversy about these. And what, and one of them I have to say is, and I don't know whether if you're coming ethnically from the same background, I kid you not. I remember a few of my colleagues back at my previous job when they all did their intolerance test being Arab as an Arab woman. So many of us had similar intolerances as if everyone was printing the same sheet. Yeast, soy, peas, pistachios, almonds. And it was just, it was just always the same. And I'm like, that's funny. And I remember when I had happened to me, I was like, oh no, 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 I can't have almonds anymore. And I never had a reaction before that. But I, you know, but now you believe you make yourself believe that you're gonna have a reaction. I would say I found out that I had an intolerance to egg because literally I felt it. I felt it. Um, it was nothing that had to be confirmed. It was confirmed in the intolerance test, but you know what? There were so many other elements in that, that I don't believe that do a food diary. That's as simple as that. I remember one of the doctors was like, honestly, I don't believe in these food intolerances. Get yourself on a food diary diary and see how you feel after. Mm -hmm. Does this make you feel better? Do you feel lethargic? Do you have any acid reflux? And that's what happened to me with eggs, especially I felt sick after, and I used to eat eggs every single day because it was my protein and low calorie back in the day when I felt like I was healthy, which I really wasn't, but yeah, I don't know. Do you have any food intolerances or, um, you know, do you, 
Well, I'm laughing because I, of what you eat. I just found out I have a, a SIBO, which is a digestive condition. Okay. I'm a special diet, but I thought I was yeah. gluten intolerant for years. I'm not. Okay. okay. I'm not. So there's a good example, but, uh, but some of the other foods that you're supposed to eat, like I was eating raw, like raw. Anyway, I was eating all the wrong foods. And I, my new thing is, I don't know, keep a food diary because, um, I don't know what to believe. And you know, you trust your body. And somewhere along the line, I decided that I didn't need to eat gluten and I, it was fine. So, <laughs> you know, I think a lot of yeah. times and I'm run a health website and I'm constantly, you know, so I'm willing to say like, I've sampled eating some gluten and it's okay. So I, I you know, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. I think a food diary is the very best way. I've just been through a whole round of tests and I'm doing a special diet, but when that's over, I'm going to be much more mindful of just, you know, cause I think a lot of people eat, you know, and I've heard, I've read this. We're so bad at connecting what we eat to how we feel. And I was eating all healthy foods. They were making me feel sick, but my, I wasn't letting myself realize it. I was eating food, yes. foods that didn't. Because make- it was labeled. Yeah. It I was, was labeled as healthy. So avocados are good. Cauliflower are good for me. Bananas are good for me like vegan protein powder is good for me. All these things were like ripping my gut up, but I wasn't paying any attention to it. So it was, I, they couldn't, yeah. it couldn't be those things. So that's why I think it's so confusing. You're absolutely right. You know, get tested fine. But the food diary suggestion is how can you argue with, I ate that. I felt that way. Oh, I ate that. I felt that way again. You know? Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. I mean, look, of course, if you're a celiac, that's a completely different type of, that's an allergy, right? Like that's another ball game. And I respect for those who actually have that issue or like, obviously that's a challenge because that's a struggle, proper struggle. But again, when something is an intolerance, it's very different to an allergy. That's yeah. number one. Yeah. And then from there, you might be, people are, okay, for example, wheat. Naturally humans, we are somewhat intolerant to wheat. Some of us digest it better than others. It depends on the quality, you know, what's the, the purity of it as well. So yeah, but many other things, trial and error, trial and error, unless of course that's your lifestyle, unless you're vegan and that's your lifestyle, that's a different story as well. So, okay. So, um, I guess we'll wrap it up, but I want to know okay. what are people loving the most? What are people really re- responding to? What's your favorite bestseller and how do people find you? Okay, sure. Um, so basically, the best sellers that I have are so I have this cookie that has a brownie inside, and it's called Soulness. I name all my treats, by the way, because I like them to have a bit of their their own character. Um, and then I have one called Memory, and it's um, do you know the cereal Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Yes. 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 So that one resembles Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's a cinnamon cake bite. Wow. And the third one is okay. So two more. So the third one would be the um, it is gratitude and it is a sticky date muffin and it has date mu- caramel inside. If you warm it up, it's just, it's, it's, it's like toffee. It tastes so good. Okay. And last but not least, and is the happy, which is basically a brownie and has like layer of cookie on top. Okay. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And I have to say, I, I would have tried these, but I forgot that I got a delivery and I didn't. <laughs> no worries. No worries. <laughs> yeah. So no, those are definitely the best sellers. The reason why I have a business today, you notice I did not mention the double chocolate chip cookie that I started with, but that's yep. okay. Okay. You know, what you start with doesn't necessarily mean where you're going to end up with. 
Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I have, uh, I have my website, mesaandtreats.com. I have my Instagram, Mesa and Treats. And for all the listeners, I'd like to give a 25% discount. Ooh, okay. So um, I will share the discount code with you. It, it, it could be, I mean, we can make it up right now. So you tell okay. me, make, make the up. name and we can put that in it. We are uh, making it into, yeah. Why don't we do live healthy 25? That's perfect. That's live, exactly what I was thinking. Live healthy 25 is your, is your discount code 25% off. Yes, 100%. Okay. And are you delivering all over the UAE or what? Yes, where, we okay. deliver all over UAE. Timings are different, obviously, but we deliver all over UAE. So get on Instagram, order the food. And at the end, you put the promo code, you will get 25% off. Okay. Wow. You are not messing around with these treats. I'm impressed at the speed. And also look, this is, you're someone who overcame a you're, you overcame disordered eating and this is and you're working in food. This is a, uh, this is a very hopeful sign for a lot of people who are, who are struggling as well. I think, what would you say to them? Thank you. Honestly, I'd say not to give up and to just be kind to yourself, take day by day and actually read and, and ask for help because there's no need to do this on your own. It really isn't. Okay. Thank you so much. They can even message that. me if they want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can be part yeah. of the tribe and talk all about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great. Speedy recovery on that ankle. Thank you so much for talking. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anne. Really appreciate it. That's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the Live Healthy Podcast.